Welcome to Grow tonight. Uh, we have a special Grow. Uh, we're not going to be in 1 Corinthians. Uh, and you have to hang out with me instead of the pastor, so I'm sorry about that. Just kidding. Um, so glad to have you. We're actually going to really focus this whole night on missions. And we want you uh, to know how we're involved in missions as a church. And we want you to get involved uh, in that. And so... Uh, we have five different church planners that you're going to hear from tonight. Um, a few are on video, a few are here with us, and it's just a really exciting time. What, what has happened uh, since COVID has started is, is short-term teams and short-term trips kind of took a long break. Uh, we would want to go do something and we couldn't because wherever we were going couldn't do anything in their city or something like that. We couldn't, uh, we couldn't go over into Juarez. We couldn't do some things like that. And so uh, this is really kind of a way for us to kick off again our entire missions program, which we never stopped being involved in, uh, but our short-term trips just kind of had a, a little break for a while, and we're done with that break. Uh, and so that's, that's exciting news. So we're going to be able to go visit these church planters that you're going to see tonight. Um, and we're going to be able to assist them in what they are doing, in the places that they're doing it. And uh, we're really excited about it. I'm really excited about it. You know, I have a huge heart for missions, um, just serving on the mission field for about eight years. And uh, so this is something that, that the pastor is also passionate about. And so before we want to get started, uh, I, what what I wanted to do is, is just share a little with you about our strategy. How is it uh, that we get involved in some of these relationships? What are we looking for? Uh, and things like that. And I'm not going to be up here very long uh, because I really want you to, to really spend most of the night uh, with these awesome people that we've invited here um, and get, get to hear from them about what their work is, where they're working, what they're doing, uh, some of their struggles, some of their successes. Um, some of the things that they need prayer for, uh, some of the things that they're probably going to use us for uh, as far as uh, short-term trips and things like that. But uh, it really starts with uh, our church and, and really the pastor's vision of not partnering with a specific work, but partnering with a specific person, okay? That's a huge uh, thing that, that the pastor is looking for as he, as he goes out and he's looking for for people and churches to partner with uh, and church plants and things like that. Uh, he wants to, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't take into much consideration what they're doing. He wants to know what kind of a person they are. Are they going to be able to pull off what they say they're wanting to do? So if they want to plant a church in Phoenix, is, is that something that that person is able to do or, or Tucson or even in Brazil? And so we want to make sure that our partnerships uh, align with, with who we are and, and what we want to do as far as our missions, but also we want to get behind the right people. We don't want to get behind somebody that we think, you know what, I think he might, he might be able to do what he's trying to do. We want to actually get behind somebody that knows uh, this is what I'm going to do, and we, want the, we just want to feel good 
that they're going to be able to accomplish what they want to do. And so everybody that you're going to see tonight, uh, we, we've spent a lot of time with. We, we've uh, listened to their heart, their passion. We've seen a previous ministry experience. Um, we, we talk to them about their heart and things like that. We look at their drive uh, and, and we kind of get a picture of who they are. And the pastor will actually not partner with someone uh, in the church planting world that he wouldn't be comfortable bringing on staff. Uh, so that speaks to a lot. That speaks a lot about each of the people and their families that you're going to meet tonight. Uh, that's a, a huge part of, of what we do. And so uh, know that, that, that these people, I mean, they're, they're kind of interviewed by us. And, uh, and, and we really have to be all in for what they're doing and, and behind them and, and knowing that they're going to be able to pull this off. So uh, there's nobody that's here uh, tonight or anybody else that we're partnered with um, that, we, that aren't fully backed by us. We, we don't think any of them are going to fail, uh, which is great for church planting, right? <laughs> uh, that's good news for you guys too. So we don't think any of you guys are going to fail. So that's a good thing. Uh, what what we also want you to do is we just want you to get to know these planters, okay? Uh, one of them tonight you're, you're already going to know. You guys already know Barry Fall. Uh, he is actually reapplying with the North American Mission Board uh, so that he can replant the church that he went to in Indian, uh, Indianapolis. And so, uh, so that's pretty exciting. Some of them you're not going to know, but they're going to share a little about themselves. And that's really a huge purpose for this missions conference. We just want you to know who they are. And right after this, they're all going to be out at a little table, one of the little round tables right out there next to the food that we're going to have after. So that you can talk to them, get to know them a little bit, uh, see their passions, get, get a feel of, of their heart. Uh, and, and hopefully that'll be, become part of your heart. You'll start praying for these, uh, these families and, and the things that they're doing. Uh, the, another reason that we're doing this conference is because we want you to join us in our short-term mission team projects that we do. So any of the trips that we go, you're all welcome. We want you participating because we wanna not only show them how much we love and support them, but we also want them to, to feel that from us, that we have some people behind us uh, in the little town of Las Cruces, okay? And so we want you involved uh, in, in our mission strategy and we want you going on trips with us. Um, our strategy right now is, uh, is obviously in, in picking our church partners uh, but, and our church planting partners, uh, but another part of that is going and assisting them. Now, we, we assist several different church planters in several different ways. Uh, we, we help financially some, like there's one in Denver right now, Livingstone Church and Keith Baldridge. Right now, we're only supporting him monetarily. Um, because they're a little more established. We've been in a partnership with them for a little longer. Uh, some of the people that you're going to meet, uh, we are uh, supporting monetarily, and, and we also want to support them with, uh, with trips just to help them in their work. So I actually was talking to, uh, to them and saying, all right, so what do you need from our church? We want to come over there and we want to help you. I don't want you to invent something for us to do. I want, we just want to get involved in what you're doing and we want to help you. Um, so uh, so that's really our strategy. And, and if you picked up one of these uh, little orders of service today, at the bottom, you're going to see a few of our important mission dates um, that we have coming up. And these are trips to visit these people in the places that they live and they work, the places that they're planning a church. So 
with all of that said, I want to just pray and then uh, I'm going to let the whole night kind of unfold for you. And then uh, after this, I'd like you to go and get refreshments out there. We have some amazing desserts uh, that are going to be out there. I'd also love you to, to uh, take a look at the North American Mission Board table that's out there. Uh, Dennis Garcia, who lives here in Las Cruces, works with the North American Mission Board and he will be out there manning that table. He can ask you questions. He knows, uh, he knows most of these uh, people that we're working with. And so he's a great resource for our church. Thank you for being here uh, as well for that. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so very much. We thank you that at the end of the day, we're just joining you in your mission of reaching lost people in this world. And God, that, that's our heartbeat as a church. God, we want to get behind church planters that are doing amazing things in different places, places that we aren't. And God, so we just pray that you would bless these partnerships that we have. God, we pray that you would bless this night. And God, I, I just pray that, that we would all leave today with a little more sense of not only how we're involved and how they're involved, but just a little more sense of how many lost people are out there and how many large cities have very few churches. God, we love you and uh, we thank you for tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Anywhere in North America, wherever you're led to go, and however you dream of getting there, we are with you. We are the North American Mission Board. In big cities and small towns and college campuses and military communities, anywhere and everywhere there are people who need to hear the gospel, we are there. And together with you and your church, we're planning churches everywhere for everyone. Through Send Network, we've helped Southern Baptists plant more than 8,700 new congregations just in the last decade. And that is history making. If we continue at that pace, by the year 2030, one third of all SBC churches will have been planted since 2010. Through Send Relief, we're meeting physical and spiritual needs at ministry centers near and far. In Las Vegas and Appalachia and Puerto Rico and everywhere in between. Together, 30,000 volunteers and missionaries from all over North America are feeding, helping, welcoming, and loving. And as they do, they're earning opportunities to share the gospel with people who've never heard it before. Through Who's Your One, tens of thousands of us have committed to pray for and share the gospel with one lost family member, friend, or neighbor. Those commitments have led to countless gospel conversations and those gospel conversations are now leading to countless baptisms. Those are the kinds of things we do together. We send more than 3,000 chaplains to hospitals and prisons and military bases, and you give tens of millions of dollars to the Annie Armstrong Easter offering so that together we send missionaries over the U.S. and Canada. The end result of all those things is this. Believers are sent, needs are met, churches are planted, and souls are saved. It's a beautiful thing, because we're all in it, together. Uh, you know, First Baptist has come alongside us in partnering with us, and they've supported us in every way, financially, spiritually, emotionally, equipping us strategically, um, in any way they can offer us support, they've been offering us support. You guys have been offering that support. So we just want to say thank you to all of you, because you are helping plant a church here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. 
Um, specifically, my uh, uh, calling to church plant started when I was about 18 years old. And uh, I, I started owning my faith for myself, and I was uh, sitting in a church. I just started going on my own. I wanted to walk with the Lord, and, and I was sitting in this church of 10,000 people. I had no idea what else to do. And, but this church was always talking about their roots in church planting. And, uh, um, and as I would sit there and I would hear their roots in church planting, which was decades before I got there, uh, there was always something stirring inside of me, something stirring within me. And, and I would imagine myself being there and helping in the process. And, and from that moment when I was 18, um, every time I would hear a church planter, uh, there would be a stirring inside of me that I felt like the Lord was calling me to do that one day at the time, especially when I was 18, I didn't have a mentor to help explain to me what the Lord was doing in my heart. But later on, as I grew in my faith and I got those mentors, they were able to help me unpack that. Um, and finally in 2010, we, uh, we prayed and fasted and decided that we wanted to, we wanted to finally step out in faith and do that. And, uh, but we knew the first step was probably seminary. And so we went to seminary first um, and we were in the church planting tract and the door just shut for whatever reason. But in 2020 uh, with the North American Mission Board, the door just flew wide open again. And so we are church planting now. And so it's really been a wonderful journey of um, just following and trusting God and seeing, you know, he led us to the open door during the pandemic. And so that was a little scary and intimidating but it has just been an amazing blessing and an amazing journey. Um, and so last January, we started with a prayer season, and that was around the time we came and spoke here. And um, God brought some people along the journey with us to church plant with us. And then um, at Easter, we started our actual services, and we have been meeting at the Christian Challenge um, on University. AKA the Baptist Student Union building. Yeah, your... formerly known as Baptist Student Union. And, and that's been an amazing blessing to be there. Um, we do have to set up every week. Um, we go and, you know, do chairs. We bring in all of our own stuff. Some of that equipment has been given to us by First Baptist. So that's been a, a, a blessing. Um, but our vision is um, in our name. Thrive City Church, we believe that a thriving life is a life in Christ. And so we are reaching those that don't know Jesus, those that are disconnected from church, um, and bringing them along um, and sharing the gospel with them and discipling them. Um, we have a discipleship pathway called the Thrive Life, and we have just seen a lot of awesome things happen. You know, people owning their faith, people taking uh, steps of, you know, getting married and baptism and just a lot of... Um, awesome adventures we've had the past year. Yeah, we've, we've pretty much seen, you know, most of the church get involved in discipleship. Most of the church is involved in evangelism training right now. It's really, it's really exciting. Um, and like Tara said, the name, our vision is in our name, Thrive City Church. Uh, we believe a thriving life is a life in Christ. You know, we can walk outside in any of our neighborhoods and we can look up and down the street. We know our neighbors and friends and many of them have broken lives because they don't know the Lord and they're not walking with the Lord. You know, their eternity uh, is in question and their life is broken because they don't know Jesus Christ. And we want to see our city know Jesus Christ. When we were recruited by NAM, we were given a number that 90 to 95% of Las Cruces uh, does not have a church home, is not plugged in anywhere. That's a huge number here in our community. And, uh, and we as a church, along with the other faithful churches like First Baptist in this area, we want to have an impact in that and see people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Um, a couple ways that you could be praying for us. Uh, the, the first one is, is we're having growing pains. Uh, so, you know, we have about a hundred people that call Thrive City Church home, which has been pretty awesome because we started at us. So, 
Um, and so within the last year, God's been really faithful, but we also have seen about another 150 guests that have come through. And so right now we're, we're struggling with a, a system in process, uh, not struggling with, we're developing as a team, uh, something called the fourth time guests. Uh, if you can get somebody connect to a church for the fourth time to come to Sunday morning for the fourth time, they've developed a new habit in their life. And that's probably when they're going to stay. And then you can start ministering to them in other ways. And uh, so we've seen a lot of people come through one time, even two times. But how do we continue to shepherd people and invest in their lives and be good stewards of those the Lord's brought in our path and continue to invest in them to get them to that fourth time? And so as a team, we've been developing that system and process. We're trying to implement it. And, and uh, so be praying for that because we are, we are really excited about it because um, God has brought us a lot of guests and visitors for us to connect with and, and reach into and minister to their lives. And so we're pretty excited about that. Um, and, uh, and also growing pains, like I said earlier, we, we are, we're, we've hit the 80% capacity. And what that means is when you hit 80% in your, in your church area, you're just going to bounce around until you make more room or make more space. And so we're praying about how to do that, another facility or um, whatever that might look like. What, you know, there's a bunch of different solutions on the table. And so we're praying about that. And then also, if you could just praise the Lord with us, because he has been faithful in every way. In fact, uh, I think one of our biggest failures was when we were doing an outreach in the park this last August, and you know we were doing a block party, and we've done other block parties, and they've been huge successes and hits, except this one happened to be uh, in the middle of a thunderstorm, lightning storm, and it didn't rain on us, like, but you could see the walls of black all around us, and there was lightning everywhere, and we had volunteers like, you know, setting up the stuff for the block party, and, and they were like ducking, like everybody was, because we all thought we were going to die and get sh- you know, shot by lightning, and it didn't happen. Finally, someone came out of their house and said, y'all are going to die. You need to just pack it up and go home, and, and, uh, and that was probably our... Our, our biggest maybe setback, but it, it really reminded us about how God has just been so faithful to us along the journey financially, connecting us with people, bringing leaders alongside of us, bringing leaders that we can equip and train to step into those roles. Um, it's, been, it's been an amazing journey so far. And so every time you know, we're asked to share prayer requests, I do say praise the Lord for what he's done because he's been very faithful. Um, John 20, 31, we've been studying the book of John and it says, and these things were written that you may know that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing in him, you may have life. And that goes right along with the thrive life that believing in Jesus, we would have life, life right now, but life for eternity. And that's what we want to see happen through our church and the people that we connect with as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. So, uh, thank you again for your support in every way, because you guys have supported us in every way. Uh, even, you've even given us a sound system, and we finally got that set up, and it is amazing. It's amazing. Like, my, my AV team's blown away. So, uh, you guys have literally provided stuff for us in every way, and we're very thankful. So, thank you guys at First Baptist Church. My name is Barry Fall. I'm the pastor here at Gospel Grove. Gospel Grove is a church plant here in Bartersville, Indiana. Bartersville is a great little town. It's located 14 miles from downtown Indianapolis. Indianapolis, if you don't know, has been targeted as one of NAM's sin cities. So for NAM to target Indianapolis as a sin city, Indianapolis is 92% unchurched. Bargersville and all of its charm and all of its all of its grandeur is 14 miles from downtown Indianapolis. 
we are one of the great little suburbs around here. Bargersville has the distinction as of 2021 to be one of the third fastest growing cities in Indianapolis. The other two cities being Zion and West Lafayette, which are both north of Indianapolis. As Bargersville grows, the people coming in need a place to have a church. Gospel Grove will be that place. Gospel Grove exists to reach Bargersville and the surrounding communities through living out the gospel where we live, work, and play. This allows our people to be a part of the ministry and take ownership of Gospel Grove. Some of the ministries that we do to young families are monthly events that allow young families with children to come in and experience the love of Christ as we minister to them. Gospel Grove is a small church and it's a church plan, but we've already made a lot of inroads into the city of Parkersville. We are currently doing ministry at three out of the five schools in Bargersville. One of those schools is Sugar Grove Elementary School. We do a morning Bible study there on Wednesdays. We also do another morning Bible study at Walnut Grove Elementary School. And we are also involved in Center Grove High School where we have a Bible club that meets there on Thursdays. And we also uh, work with the football team on character building. These opportunities are a great opportunity for us. Currently, we are meeting uh, in a church north of our target area in Greenwood, Indiana. We have a church that has graciously allowed us to, uh, has partnered with us and allows us to have services there on Sunday morning. In July of 2022, we have made arrangements with one of the elementary schools in our area called Union Elementary and we will start meeting in their gymnasium and using their classrooms for our children area. This will allow us to make better inroads into Barkersville and allow the people of Barkersville to have a church to call their own. So as we continue to do ministry at our different locations, we can point them there. As we start our services there in July, this will allow our people, as they live, work, and play, to invite to their own church. Again, I want to thank you so much for all your support and all your help as we plant Gospel Grove here in Barbersville, Indianapolis. Thank you. That, that was awesome, wasn't it? Well, um, hi, Las Cruces, FBC Las Cruces. First of all, thanks for having us here. We're really excited. My name is Brandon Barrios, and I'm here with my family. Um, and we are planting in Tucson, Arizona. I don't know if you've heard of that place. It's somewhere in the Wild West. Yeah. Uh, and with me is my wife, Sandy, and she is amazing. She does pretty much everything that needs to be done that I don't do. So she's our worship minister, and she's also the administrator of the church. And then we also have Joey. Here's, here's, here's my family here. Joey's our son, um, and he uh, helps me with the setup because we do meet at an, a middle school in our community, and he also runs the slides for us. We have our daughter, Jade, she's the next oldest, and she has a dual role. She helps with the children's ministry, and she also helps with the worship team. Then we have Jayella. The third one. She is our best 
helper in our children's ministry because she's our only helper. <laughs> but if there were more, she would still be the best one. And then finally, we have Jaylee. And Jaylee is our little extrovert. She actually also serves as a greeter at Way Family Church. And as I mentioned, we're in Tucson, Arizona, and we're in a place that's very, it's proven itself to be very challenging to plant. Challenging because people don't want a church there. We do not, we are not in a community that has opened their arms to a church. We are in a community that needs a church, but they don't know it. And so our heart breaks for that, right? And that's why we're there and we're serving there and we're working hard. But it's been very, very hard to say the least. However, the Lord has blessed us with a beautiful team of people who have come. Now, I don't know if you'll believe me. You, maybe, you might believe me, but most of the people who congregate with us drive more than 15 minutes, some almost an hour to get to Wave Family Church on Sunday mornings. I don't know why this is working the way it is, but every single one of them has a heart for the community that we are in. We're in a community called Little Town in Tucson, Arizona. Little Town has a bad rap. When I came to Little Town, I came because I was ready to buy a house and I couldn't afford one where I really wanted it, right? But the Lord brought us to Little Town and we saw that it was an amazing community and some of you guys have seen it. FBC Las Cruces has sent people to serve alongside with us, and they've seen the people there, and they're beautiful people, they're excellent people. Little Town is not a nightmare. It's a people, it's a people that bear the image of God Almighty. And a lot of them are uh, Catholics, and I would say cultural Catholics, because they believe what they believe, and no one's going to tell them otherwise, but they don't know why. Okay? And so, putting up flyers, putting up banners, putting up Signs making it cool and snazzy does not work where we are, but relationships do. And that's what we've been doing. We've been inviting one at a time to come over, break bread, have conversation, and we've seen wonderful things happening. If Way Family Church ceased today, it would have been a win already, but we're just getting started. I've been able to lead my neighbors a relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, that is our mission statement. We exist to, to lead our community for Christ so they may walk with him and share him with others. It's not just know Jesus. It's, it's really have a relationship with Jesus to the, to the extent that you're overflowing with the, this, the grace, the excitement, the, the beauty that it is to have a relationship with him that you can't help but to share him with others. And so we're actively involved in discipleship. We're actively involved in uh, community service projects. And the Lord has recently made, just started opening doors for us because it's been so hard to develop relationships with gatekeepers of the community. And so this Easter... Um, the community center there in Little Town, they always do an Easter egg hunt and everything, and it's wonderful. And so they've asked us to help them with it. And so that is a big opportunity for, a, for us, for our church, in a community that doesn't want a church, all right? And so we're going to take advantage of that. And um, in fact, the school that we've been meeting in, uh, wonderful people, super kind people, that's Definitely not lacking there, kind people. Um, they've really warmed up to us and vice versa. So this summer, 
They've asked us to help us out with something uh, important to them. They had a garden program at the school. And in 2020, there was no one available to tend tend to it. So it died. Everything is weeds. It's just dead. The vice principal asked us if we could come in this summer and restore the garden. And so I want to ask you, FBC Las Cruces, would you be interested in helping me restore the garden at Lawfer Middle School? We're going to do this this July 15 and 16. We're going to completely rehaul their garden. It used to be a destination for field trips for the, the younger kids, and right now it is completely dead. And so I want to invite you to that. If you have the time, July 15 and 16, we're, we need people with green thumbs, because my wife and I don't have it. <laughs> she said, hey, we're really good at growing aloe veras where we are at. They just pop up, yeah. And so we could use your help with that. Uh, we're really excited for the opportunities that the Lord is really just opening up for us. Um, it, I'll tell you one thing. You've heard this, and you probably will forever hear this. Church planting is very, very difficult. There are moments where we scratch our heads and we wonder, why are we doing this? And just like David, if you remember the Psalms, you know, he would, he would kind of throw his complaints out there, right? But then he would come to, to the Lord and the Lord would restore his, his courage, right? His, his calling. And he, would knew, he knew right then, this is why we're here. Because these souls live forever, right? And God loves these people, And we're not here for ourselves. Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. And so we're willing to do that. And we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for allowing us, for enabling us to to do that. You guys, some of you know, but some of you guys don't know. This is an amazing church. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank, Thank you for being active here. Thank you for being here tonight. That means a lot to us, uh, us church planters. It says that you guys care for the work of the ministry. It says that you guys are kingdom-minded. Amen? And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Just a few prayer requests. Um, One, for spiritual protection for our family. It seems that if it's not one thing, it's another. But the Lord has been faithful. He's been good. And we're in good shape right now. But we ask that you would please pray for myself, my wife, and my kids. This is tough work. The second one is... For community, um, for leadership in our church, we we have babies in our church, which is exciting, and I would love to see them grow right and become leaders in the church. So pray for them. Pray that 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 zeal, that fervor in them, would continue to just grow. That they become leaders one day, one day soon, very soon. And if not them, that the Lord would send someone right. But but Way Family Church is mostly baby Christians, which I'm really excited about. We're not a replant. We are a plant. All right? We're not a transplant. That's what they say, right, sometimes. We are brand new, spanking new. We're maybe just one mile off the lot because it's been one year in March since we started gathering. <laughs> and second, um, for our neighborhood, for our community. We're in the southeast part of Tucson. Um, you know, one thing that I'm hearing that's very common is that 90, 95% of the people in the city is in reach. Same thing in Tucson, not unreached, sorry, unchurched. You know, they, they just don't have a church that they call home. So pray for them. Pray for those who I know love Jesus, but they don't know what to do about it. 
You know, pray for those who have a misconception about Christ and the gospel. Pray for those who don't, don't, they're hurt, you know, and they have no desire to attend a church. So please pray for our community and pray for Way Family Church. Once again, thank you guys. God bless you. Happy New Year, I'm Alex Dennis, lead pastor of Asante Church, and I want you to know that this weekend, we will be starting our weekly worship services. Good evening, Las Cruces. The last time we were here with you guys was three years ago. We've had a pandemic since then. And so we're going to share a little bit about what's happened since then. Nobody really remembers anything before 2020 anyways, right? But God has been working in our church. He's been working in our city. And it's because of the prayer and the love and support that you guys have poured out on us over the past three years. My name is Alex Dennis. I'm the lead pastor and church planner for Asante Church. This is my family. That's my wife, Rachel. We have been married for almost 12 years. She's been putting up with me for that long. And we have two girls. That is Brooklyn. She's our oldest daughter. She is six years old. And that's Mackenzie. She is four years old. My name is Jacob. I'm the associate pastor at Asante Church. And I didn't send a picture of my family, um, so I failed the assignment. Um, but I am married. My wife, Laura, and I have a five-month-old little girl named Amelia Ruth. And uh, so we've been part of Asante um, basically since the beginning. So. Yeah. 
About 2018, I got a text message from a guy who was over church planting for the West Valley of the Phoenix area, and it said, hey, I know you're in transition. I just stepped out of ministry after five years in student ministry and family ministry, and uh, I was in fire inspection, and he said, I know you're in transition. What do you think about planting a church in Arizona? And I texted him back, no way. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, that's, nobody should live there. That's a desert, and the desert tries to kill people. Uh, if it weren't for modern technology, everyone would be dead already. So uh, now I'm, I'm good here in Dallas, Texas. Um, then me and my wife made the biggest mistakes of our lives, and uh, much like the other church planters over here, we prayed about it, and we fasted about it. And the Lord said, yeah, actually, you're going to plant a church in Surprise. And so uh, we went on a, a plane ride out to Surprise, Arizona. We were going to look at five different communities that needed a church presence, needed the gospel. And it wasn't until somebody mentioned something out the door of that breakfast meeting where we were talking about all these communities um, where we were like, okay, we're going to go check out the place that this guy just said. And so we went, we drove up, we parked at the park, and we started walking through the fields. And I don't know if it's because it was the only place with grass within five miles, but just felt like home. Felt like God was calling us to this place. And uh, he's been confirming that call ever since. Since the last time we met with you guys, we have started worshiping together. And Jacob will share a little bit more of that. Um, but our area was the only... There was no church within 20 minutes of our area. There was a small church plant that died out during COVID. Outside of that, there was a Mormon stake. That was the only religious presence that was in the area. And so we got to be on the ground floor of this community with the sake of the gospel, with the good news of Jesus. And so our community started off at 12,000 people. It has grown to 16. It's mainly three master-planned communities. Uh, and the city of Surprise has just said, we are going to make our downtown civic center right there on your main road. So by 2035, there will be 65,000 people in what we call our neighborhood, what we call our home. And we get to be the first church in on the ground floor with the gospel within that. It's been really cool. Yeah. So uh, as a lot of these guys know, planning a church is difficult and it's even harder in a pandemic. Um, and so we, our, our launch date got pushed back a little bit, but we ended up launching um, just over a year ago, January 3rd of 2021, we launched our Sunday services. Um, and since then, it's been, it's been amazing. God has blessed us um, with, with people, with leaders, with believers with non-believers um, we started with about 30 people at our first service a year ago and now we average about 150 a week and uh, it's it's been amazing um, that God has blessed us we have seen um, dead come alive we have seen the lost come found um, and we have seen baptisms as you saw in the video uh, and, and we've seen so many good things uh, and people grow and be discipled in their walk um, but with growth also um, comes some struggles. And so, because with growth comes people. And with people, not you guys, but with other people, <laughs> come struggles um, out there. And so, uh, some of the struggles we're having is we are um, seeing marriages be attacked in our church. And so, we, we have a few things we just want to ask you to pray for, um, for Asante Church, for us as leaders. Um, marriages are being attacked. We know that... Um, that marriages are so important, that they are the foundation family unit um, of the gospel. To see the gospel is to see a marriage that is healthy and thriving. Um, and so uh, we are seeing those be attacked. We are seeing um, health, physical um, ailments, things going on with the pandemic and just 
um, normal health issues. In that video, I, I saw a few faces in that video that are in the hospital right now struggling. Um, and so we are asking for prayer for that and, and for us to minister to those families. Um, we, uh, with growth, the admin work uh, grows. Uh, it, you get a lot more and more um, admin work and emails and, and things like that, and it, it can take you away from ministering to people. And so um, for us, um, you know, we're probably the most organized people you will ever meet. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, so we are in need of people uh, or a person who, who can help with that, that, that God has gifted them in that ability um, to uh, take that off of our plates so that um, ministering can happen a little bit easier. Uh, a worship leader, we had an amazing family that uh, has been in our church from the beginning, leading worship, um, never accepted a dime from us, uh, which is amazing, and they are moving to Maine. They actually, we packed up their truck on Monday, and they drove off, and so they're uh, somewhere in Missouri right now. But uh, So we are looking for somebody who God brings or somebody within our church that can um, help out in that area. And then the same thing with youth. We are looking for somebody to take over the youth ministry and, and just love those middle school and high schoolers um, that we have in our church that uh, we don't have the ability to um, love them like we should right now with an actual ministry. So uh, I know Joe's been talking about short-term mission trips a lot. <clears throat> I'd like to invite anybody that wants to on a long-term mission trip to do admin, youth ministry, worship ministry, whatever God's calling you to. But seriously, we want to invite you guys out. Next fall, we're going to have a big community outreach. We would love to reach our community alongside you. The first trip that you came out to, Surprise Arizona, we had four of those families join the church, which was awesome. That's because of you guys coming out to help us out with that. Um, and also, I just want to say thank you. I mean... Because you guys have prayed for us, because you guys have given sacrificially, you have sustained us over the course of the pandemic. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys remember, but last time I spoke here, I had hair. Um, but secondly, you guys were the first to come on board to support Asante Church. You were the first to believe in us. And after people saw First Baptist Church Las Cruces had our back, they were just like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. We'll sign up to help you too. So I want to say thank you for that. But I also want to say thank you because without your prayer, without your support, these salvations may not have happened. God has used you. God has used this church. One of the people that got baptized in that video was my dad, who I've been praying for since I came to know Jesus. And I had a chance to baptize my dad because of your faithfulness. And so thank you for that. We love you guys. Thank you for your continued support. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.
First Baptist. My name's Scott. I work with the International Mission Board here in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I hope you're having a great missions conference so far. I just wanted to give you an update about what God is doing here in Sao Paulo. Since coming back in August, I've moved to the northwest part of, of the city. And here I've been working to meet local pastors and their churches uh, and help to encourage and mobilize and strengthen them in being engaged in the work that God is doing around them. Uh, this area of town is new for both me and my IMB colleagues, and so I've really spent some time working to build relationships and establish trust in between the local pastors and myself. Although it's been going a little slower than I would have hoped, I am pleased that I have been able to build that relationship with several of the pastors and that we have been able to even work together uh, to start several different projects. One project that we just finished was an evangelism weekend with Pastor Sergio and his church. We had our first U.S. team come to Sao Paulo in over two years, and they spent a couple of days working with Pastor Sergio, his church, and then a church plant that his church has started. The church plant is the only Baptist presence in a neighborhood of about 150,000 people. And so there's a lot of room to grow and a lot of harvest to, to be collected in, in that area. Um, and so the, the purpose of the trip was the U.S. team was able to go into the homes of different lost friends, family, uh, neighbors of members of Pastor Sergio's church. Uh, and they, there we were able to share the gospel with them, uh, as well as as we were going from place to place and out in the community, we were sharing the gospel with uh, just whoever we were able to. So in total, we were able to share with over 100 people, uh, and we even saw several of them put their faith in Christ. Uh, on top of that, we were able to see several of the people who attend Pastor Sergio's church who are already believers decide that now was the time that they actually wanted to start the process of, of being baptized. And so that was a really just an exciting weekend to be able to see what God was doing in and around Pastor Sergio's church. Another project that I'm excited to get started is an evangelism training class uh, that I'll be leading at Pastor Roberto's church uh, here it will start at the beginning of April. Uh, I'm hoping that by teaching some basic uh, evangelism methods, some tips and tricks, it will help to encourage the Pastor Roberto's congregation to be more engaged in sharing the gospel with the lost around them. A third project that I have going is I'm helping to lead a young adult small group at the church I attend that's just down the street from my apartment. Uh, this has been a challenge. Uh, it's an older church, and so it only has a few young adults in the church, and the engagement of, of those young adults vary greatly. Um, and so it's been a challenge to really get started, to be able to get anything going consistently. Another challenge uh, I face here in Sao Paulo is working around the busyness of people's, people's lives. Uh, most people are either commuting or at work for 10 to 12 hours a day. And so you have to be really flexible in scheduling anything to make sure that the most amount of people can be involved. And so flexibility really is, is key for, for that effort. I want to close by just giving you 
uh, a couple of prayer requests that you can be praying for, that, that way you can be engaging in my work even from afar. First, pray as Paul writes in Ephesians uh, 6.19, where he writes, Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel. Uh, would you just pray this for me, that, that the message, whenever I speak, would be given from Christ, whether I am teaching, preaching, or, or sharing with the lost. Uh, I want to be ever more dependent on Jesus's message above my own. Second, uh, pray for the upcoming evangelism training that I have at Pastor Hoberthus Church next month. Uh, pray that it would be both an encouragement and a challenge to those who are in attendance. Third, pray for this young adult small group at my church here in the neighborhood Villa Pompeia. Uh, pray that it would be a time of growth and dedication to God and that the young adults in this group would be able to see that they can and are leaders in the church. Lastly, pray that even as I continue to meet new pastors, our relationships and cooperation would grow, that we would continue to grow in our desire to see God's kingdom here in Sao Paulo. I want to thank you, First Baptist. I love you guys. I'm thankful to be sent out by you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your night, and God bless. Well, thank you so very much for coming tonight. I hope that you have got a good picture of some of the people that we are partnered with. This is not all of the people, people that we're partnered with, okay? We have uh, some partnerships in Juarez. We have one in uh, Chaparral. We're trying to get another one in Juarez. We want to support a church planter there. Uh, we're in the beginning stages of getting that all worked out. And so hopefully in the future, we're going to see a trip over there. Um, but thank you so much. What I want you to do is go out there and get some amazing desserts uh, made by somebody here at the church, and then get a little time with these church planters. Get, uh, just encourage them, uh, ask them about where they're working and things like that. Uh, get prayer requests, whatever you can do uh, just to be here for them, and uh, let them know that you're going to come see them on one of these short-term trips soon. All right, that's all we have for you tonight. You guys are dismissed. Thank you.